Hey folks, this is 13 and 3, otherwise known as Mogi and JC, welcoming you to the next episode of the Breakout Sessions podcast. This episode is sponsored by Dooley's Pub and Riverside Bike and Skate. We would like to welcome our guest to the podcast, former Jeff Sauer Coaching Award winner, Rich Smith. Mogi? Hey Rich, thanks so much for hosting us today at the Madison Ice Arena. We're excited for our opportunity to come down here to Madison and uh, get a chance to talk to you about a little hockey. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, it's nice that you got out in this cold morning, boy, uh, making sure the engine started this morning to get here to the rink. <laughs> a beautiful, brisk morning in the state of Wisconsin. Three degrees for those who are interested. Tropical heat wave. Oh, boy. Hey, at least it's above, above zero. It's always good. That's right. Rich, you know, you've got quite a resume when it comes to playing and more particularly coaching in the world of hockey. Why don't you tell our listeners what you're doing right now? Uh, right now, I'm I'm an assistant coach at Madison West High School, um, and I uh, do a little bit of help with uh, USA Hockey running some of their coaches' clinics for the coaching certifications. Have you ever gotten into refereeing? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, it's funny. I, I did a little refereeing when I was a kid. I think I did a year or maybe two. I think probably only that. And then um, I years ago, um, I don't know. I was it, you know early out of college I was running some uh roller hockey leagues and I did some I so running the league I officiated those uh those games as well do you have an appreciation for the poor guys in stripes on the ice when you get frustrated with a call oh yes I I I do I can't um I can't always say that I'm as good as I should be on the bench um (laughs) I'm working on it as something I'm conscious about uh but yeah, uh, for sure, it's uh, the percep- perception is to always different when you're behind the bench competing, trying to help your your players, and 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 when you're trying to run a safe game, um, it's two different perspectives for sure. Isn't that the truth? You know, it's as a true. former yeah. guy that wore the stripes, uh, I appreciate both sides of the bench, and I know that pr- player safety is number one. And you know, I, I look back at the calls that I may have missed or should have uh, not called, but uh, I. I I think we're all on the same page when it comes to player safety, and, and hopefully we can agree on that part of it. Oh, for sure, especially in the light of what just happened, um, you know, out east with uh, that boy. Uh, just a shame, and 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 that's no that's no fault of an official. That's just was a fluke, uh, yeah, a fluke that, accident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that did happen. But uh, you know, let's uh, let's go back in time. When did you get introduced to the uh, world of hockey? Yeah, um, I started, I think, um, you know, my dad grew up, my mom and dad grew up in north central Illinois, so no hockey background at all. And um, I grew up in Madison, and a neighbor took my dad to a Badger hockey game when I was real young, and uh, he said, I want want my son to give that a try. So I started when I was... um, five years old I think I started skating just because in Madison with the frozen lakes and all that you you get out there and skate started skating at three so then I started playing at at five and uh, played here at Madison Ice Arena back then it was medalist so I've been here for uh, almost uh, half a century coming into this holy cow yeah well that's quite a bit of time that's uh that is quite a bit of time but it tells you you know once you get that game in your blood it just sticks with you and uh it's always going to be a part of you so after you were introduced to the game, um, you played high school around this area then as well. Yeah, I, I played high school at Madison West, um, and uh, then I played some club hockey at UW Whitewater. They used to have a club. T 
team there. Uh, so that was a you know great experience for me, and you know to, to play while I was in college and and have some fun. The pro ranks, junior ranks, probably weren't in your crosshairs as you progressed through hockey, but you decided, you know, at some point, I still love the game and I still want to be involved in the game. So what transpired to uh, shift your gears toward coaching? Well, I was really lucky. Um, you know, I, I look back at all the people I, I had, you know, mentor me and coach as coaches when I was growing up, um, you know, in the 70s and eight, in early 80s when I was playing, um, there weren't a lot of second-generation um, people or, you know, a lot of dads that were coaching that were hadn't played. But I was fortunate to have non, some non-parent coaches. Um, Mike Varney I had as a mite and a peewee, and who's an unbelievable um, hockey coach who really helped develop a love for the game. Um, and then when I was at Bantam, I had a uh, college, he was, he was a college student at the time. His name is Shelly Gottlieb, who's now in, um, who's in Indiana. Um, and, and he was from Chicago going to the university and, and he's super passionate about the game. Um, and then of course I play, I got a chance to play for Joe Baldarota, um, and Madison West. And you, I don't know that you can talk about the game of hockey and Joe Baldarota and not talk about passion. Um, and so I was fortunate to have those experiences that just kind of, you know, sowed the love of hockey into my soul, and you just never really wanted to get away from it. Um, and then I was I, I took a I took a job, you know, trying to find something. My, you know, I was a dishwasher in high school, and that sucked, right? And so um, <laughs> looking for something, I got a job working in a rec department uh, in Middleton like teaching some t-ball and stuff with a buddy and i'm like this is great are you kidding me so when i started looking at what i want to do i started thinking well maybe you know pe would be a good thing so being a physical education teacher so that was kind of in high school i kind of got that idea um and then as i started doing that i started thinking hey you know i you know going along with teaching kids this stuff i could i could go into coaching too and what do you do for a living now so I am now currently, um, I teach health and physical education at Verona Area High School. But you uh, don't coach there. You chose to stay in Madison. Huh? But, but he did coach there for quite a few years. I did. I did. So I coached, um, you know, my, my coaching, I was, I was fortunate. I started teaching in Janesville. And um, as a student teacher, word got out that I was a, um, there was a hockey guy student teaching and uh, John Mowerman. Um, the coach who's longtime coach in Janesville and Beloit um, reached out and asked if I wanted help. So I did. And then I was fortunate enough to get a, my first teaching job in Janesville. So I helped there for a little while. Um, and then I uh, coached at UW-Whitewater, their club team, for a little bit. And then I got married and my wife wanted to live in the Madison area. And I was a young guy that was like, I got a job in Janesville. I'm pretty comfortable. I needed a little something to kind of encouraged me to come back so I applied for the job at Verona um, when that came open in the mid early 90s and got hired there so I coached in Verona for a few years for 13 years and then um, took a couple years and then got involved with the Madison West Regents again. But you didn't uh, only coach high school. You've coached at the youth levels as well and have been pretty successful. As a matter of fact, uh, your Bantam team scored a, a state championship last year. 
Yeah, um, I've coached with uh, the Polar Caps since their inception. This is the first year that I haven't coached with the Polar Caps. Um, So West Flyers and Westmoreland Saints combined years ago, I don't even know how many years ago, to become the West Madison Polar Caps. And um, my son was playing there, and I had nephew and nieces playing there. And so I got involved with the program when my kids were real young. And I've kind of just been involved with that program ever since um up through this year and of course it feeds into madison west and madison memorial high school and so been working long with them um and yeah last year we were fortunate enough to have a quality group of kids and and be able to to win a state championship that was uh that was uh, really quite a journey so with the kids feeding into madison west and madison memorial they've played together since they've been youth what are those uh rivalry games like oh. Those are intense, uh, super intense games. It's, you know, it's, it's like, I would say, you know, it's a lot like probably Eau Claire Memorial, Eau Claire North games. You know, the, the stands get full and, the, and, and it's heated and, and all that. Um, the thing I like, we, we've played one time this year so far and we play again this week. Um, the thing I really like about it the most is our locker rooms are right next to each other and all that at the rink. And it's on, it's like playing your brother. But um, when the game is over, it's all hugs, right? And they're cheering for each other in other games and stuff like that. And, and I think that's a super important thing to have, right? It has to be a healthy competition because your neighbors and, your, and, and when their hockey, high school hockey career is over, when they're 30 years old, they're going to be playing together on the same team in beer league. So, right. you know, <laughs> you've got to kind of get over that, uh, you know, they're over the hey, okay, we're on different teams now, but we're going to be playing together again. Right. All right, we're going to take a minute here to shout out one of our sponsors, one of our buddies from our beer league, uh, Pat Robecki and Riverside Bike and Skate. Riverside Bike and Skate is Eau Claire's hockey headquarters, and it's the oldest hockey store in the state of Wisconsin. Buy your hockey gear from the people that play and know the game. Riverside Bike and Skate in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Rich, you know, you're talking about the rivalries with these uh, two teams, you know, with the kids growing up. Is there a point in time when they're realizing, you know, when they're done with Bantams and they're separating into their two high schools, do they give each other a little stick tap and say, see you on the ice and, you know, we're going to one-up you? Or, you know, is it, <laughs> is it one of those deals where they, they wait until they're on the ice playing each other before the rivalry really starts? No, it, start, it's, it starts before they get to high school. I mean, they're, they're going to the games. They're going to the games that, you know, when they're in Pee Wee and Bantam and they're in the locker room and they're chirping each other a little bit. And, <laughs> and you know, it's, but it's all good na- natured, you know. Yeah, they, they start talking early. So they're already uh, thinking about yeah, which they're, direction they're going to go. Yeah, they know where they're going to school because, you know, where they're living and, and stuff like that. So. You know, they, they start talking about that early. I know there was last year on our team, there was a lot of talk about who's going to win and who's going to, you know, who's going to be better and we'll, you, you'll be better better early and we'll be better late or whatever, right? <laughs> and um, so, but they have a lot of fun with that and, uh, and you know. 
give each other a hard time. That's hockey players, right? Hockey players. If if you didn't, that's that's part of the fun of being a hockey guy. You wouldn't want it any other way, Mog. So if you're uh, if you're the you're the coach, obviously of the Madison Polar Caps last year, and you have these kids talking about this stuff, how do you keep them focused on? Okay, boys, let's not talk about uh, what's going to happen in high school. We need to focus on what's going on today, either at practice or at the game or this season. How do you how do you re- rein them back in and get them focused? Well, I, you know, I think I that kind of stuff I kind of let go a little bit like let them have their fun with that but um but i did i did make um you know real conscious effort um throughout those years of peewee bantam to to talk um both to the kids and the parents and and to try to set that tone of hey like it's going to be fun and we can't wait but um you know the parents like i hope you guys like go have a cocktail come to the game Enjoy the game. Go have dinner. Come to the game. Enjoy the game. Cheer for each other. Love all the kids. And then um, when the game's over, you know, and cheer for your kids. And when the game's over, go have another cocktail, right? And, and just enjoy that. And then I talked to the boys about that same thing. Like, it's going to be time, right? And, and you're going to have to do that. But, you know, one of the other things, I always preach that in practice. And what I mean by that is, for us to be a good team or any team to be a good team, you have to compete against each other in practice. And that's how I say, like, one of the things I talk about is that's how hockey players show love to each other, right? We're out, the three of us are out on the team, and we're competing, we're practicing. If I take it easy on you, JC, that's not okay because you're not getting better, right? I mean, correct. Right. Like, for us to get to be as good as we want to be, I got to grind you in practice. And I got to grind Mogi. And sometimes you might get pissed and you might whack me and you might put an elbow in my ear hole a little bit. Right. And we might and we might need a little you know, time to break it up or whatever and then get back at it. But that's how I show I love you. That's how I show I care about you, because if I don't do that, I don't care about your development. And so I talked to him all the time about that when we were on the same team. And I told him, hey, that when we're on different teams when you're in high school, it's still the same thing. It's showing you care by competing hard against them. Yeah. So I think hopefully they've learned that lesson and, um, you know, you know, take it to heart. And, and, and it showed that the first game we played that, uh, you know, they competed super hard against each other. And as soon as the game was over, they were all, you know, I mean, they had to kick them off the ice. They're all out hanging out there talking and hugging and stuff. That's yeah. great. I, I, used, I like that. I used to talk to the kids about uh, I get better, you get better, we get better. Oh, you know, if, great if, way of saying. Yeah, it. if you're not getting after it, you you put it set it in a nutshell. There, it's like, yeah, that's that's how we get better. Right. You have to bring it every day. Every day, and and that's how like that's that's how um, you know, and occasionally you're gonna get upset about some things. Oh, absolutely. Right? As yeah. long as it's all in in you know with the right intentions. Then you know we'll figure everything else out. Yeah, exactly. I, I like your competitive nature, and, <laughs> and I am assuming that that has gone through to your students as well. You know, looking back, how many kids do you think you've you know had uh, contact with over the many years that you've been coaching? Oh, uh, I you know I don't I don't know. Um, that's that's hard that's hard to say because there is times when um, you know I was coaching 
I've coached two teams many years, most years. Um, you know, I was coaching at Janesville and UW-Whitewater at the same time. I was coaching the Polar Caps and uh, the Regents at the same time. So I've, I, I have a hard time putting a number on it, but it's, it's a lot of kids. Sounds like you've definitely dedicated your life to hockey. I mean, I, obviously you're a fire teacher, health teacher, I get it, but that hockey passion's burning. Yeah, burning I, strong in you. Yeah, I love you know I love being at the rink and and you know it's mostly probably it's the connections you make like being able to meet guys like you right and then we find out that we we have people that we know in common right yes you know so someone you worked with someone my son's gone to school with and, <laughs> and like it's crazy the hockey world is super small um, so uh, and but super tight and so it's it's. You know, it gets into your blood, and, and you just want to um, be at the ring. Yeah. Have you had the uh, opportunity to coach any kids that have gone beyond the high school level? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've coached. I, I had the opportunity. I had um, some really good teams in Verona. Um, so I've had some kids that played Division One hockey and, and um, you know, uh, Jack Skilly um, played the NHL, so I had him for two years. Um, and then I've had at West, I've had some guys that have played, um, you know, gone on to play Division One hockey, Division Three, lots of Division Three players, um, and lots of kids that have played college hockey um, at the club, you know, ACHA level, club level, and that's a lot better hockey than people um, maybe understand. Um, and so I've, I've been fortunate. I always say, you know, guys like Jack and Danny Sturgis and, you know, Cole Paskus and Mick Messner, these guys that have gone on to play uh, at super high levels, I, say, I just I just didn't screw them up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you get you get somebody with talent like that in your hands, and you're just like, yeah, hey, you know. You know and, and that's not true. It's not to say I don't coach them, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I love I, – I, I've learned more from those guys, I think, than, than they've learned from me, for sure. Um, I, I really thank Jack, um, and I've never really had a chance to talk to him to thank him, but everybody I talk to, I, I thank him for, um, you know, the lessons I learned through him because I was a pretty young coach um, when I had him, and I, I learned a lot of good things from coaching a guy like him. So you bring his name up. That's it's very interesting. He's actually on our list of interviewees. We have uh, uh, some folks in in our town up uh, in Chippewa Falls who are building the Valley Sports Academy. Jack has been hired as the director of hockey operations up there. So uh, here's another one of those situations. It's coming full circle. So um, we'll make sure when Jack gets to town. Uh, I believe he's going to be there sometime in March. When the academy gets rolling, I mean, it's just under construction right now. Every day I drive by there, I look over, you know, a little bit more is done, a little bit more is done. So, yeah, well, if you ever want to see him, he's, he'll be up in uh, Chippewa yeah. Falls, Eau Claire area here. Yeah, for sure, and I, th- I think he'd, he would be a great um – He'd be a great one for you guys to have on because he's had such a great journey. Um, and, you know, with his, his dad, Leroy, who's, uh, you know, coached him up through youth hockey, and he's had some great experiences. You know, you mentioned that you've, you know, coached some talent. <laughs> and jokingly, uh, you know, you hope that you didn't screw them up. <laughs> but in reality, you didn't because obviously some of these players have gone on to excel in the sport. 
as a coach, when you're on the ice with these kids, is there something in particular that you focus on with them? Uh, I mean, all of your students of the of the game, is there something that you focus on as a team effort or as an individual effort that you want to make sure that they come away with when they're done with the game? Well, I, I, and this might just be the way I'm wired a little bit, um, but I think, like, I've always been – like it's funny, I was we were talking. I was just having a couple of beers with a couple of my buddies uh, over the weekend, and and we were talking about something that came up of like, yeah, you know, can't be can't be you know lazy and you know, stupid. Like you really can't be both of those, right? <laughs> like, that's not a good combination. So we were joking. Doesn't pair well. It. Doesn't work for much right, thing, many things. Right. So like so really, when I when I'm out coaching, like the very first thing is is effort. Like that's something you can control and it doesn't take any talent, right? And but but it's also like I said, it's a little bit the way I'm wired. Like I don't get like I don't get going out there and being like, ah, okay, Mogi, like you you were closer to the puck, you take it and go try to score on my goalie. Like I don't get that. Like it it doesn't make any sense to me. If we're playing the game, like you may be closer, but I'm gonna take the puck or try to take the puck from you, right? Um, I don't get that, right? The effort is the, that's like foundation. If you're going to be here, try. And that was, I think, I got that from my dad, right? He always said, I don't, like, you want to play? Great, I'll play. And, you know, hockey's not a cheap sport, and he never complained about it, but he said, you know, but we're spending money, and we'll take you wherever we're going. All I, all I ask is that you try. You, yeah. like, you give an effort. Yeah. And I, I remembered to this day, um, my dad worked um, for the un- for actually USDA, but he you know, he'd be out in farm fields. He did research on stuff, and he'd be out working in fields all day, or whatever. And I remember in the summer, um, I don't know how old I was, probably twelve, thirteen, you know, just old enough to be a real dumbass. And uh, and uh, <laughs> I love that. I think we've all gone through that phase. Anyway, go ahead. Right, and and I. Um, you know, he came home from work in the summer, and I said, "Hey, can you go hit me some grounders?" And uh, and so we went over. I grew up right by Edgewood High School, so we went over to their baseball diamond. He's yeah, and I'm thinking he probably really wanted to do was have a beer and hang out because he'd been outside and it's hot all day, working in the fields doing that stuff. So he's probably like, but he's like, yeah, you know, spend some time with this kid. And he's hit me some grounders, and he hit one that kind of sailed, and it went over my head. And being a you know dumbass thirteen year old, I watched it go over my head and uh he said why didn't you jump for that he said i i couldn't get it i couldn't get it and uh he's like how do you know i said well it was too high how do you know and he said listen if you want me to hit these for you i'm happy to but you got to try to get i distinctly remember that and i kind of remember like oh shit and Really, I surprised I remember this kind of as a thought of it. This as a thirteen-year-old, but I remember thinking, "Shit, he's been outside like working all day, and he's doing this for me." I'm maybe he's got a point. I can't believe I was that smart as thirteen, but I I remember that right. And so it kind of been. And his point was, you're not getting any better watching it go over your head. Try get after everything. So when you say, "What do I do with my kids?" Oh, long story back, right? Circle back to, well, how do you, like, if you don't try, you're not getting better. So that's the very first thing. I can't do anything with you. 
I can't help you become a better player. And that's what a coach does is they help. They don't make. They right. help. Right. Right? I can't help you become better or reach your goals if you don't put something into it. So at the beginning of the season, when you meet with the parents and the players, do you lay out those expectations? Oh, absolutely. And, and if, a, if a player isn't meeting those expectations, you know, how, how do you handle that typically? Yeah. That, you know, that's, um, that's a great question. Not always the best. <laughs> I don't always handle it the best, but I try, right? Um, yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, the, the, in USA Hockey, they're always talking about the fun, right? Keep fun in hockey. Yep. And I agree 100%, maybe more. But fun isn't getting better. Fun isn't playing, right? If you want fun to be just, you know, flipping pucks around and, you know, lollygagging around and, and doing it, go to the park and play. That's where that fun is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the fun in really being on a team that means something, and I don't care the level, it's in getting better. And where are we at the beginning of the year and where are we at the end of the year? So I talk to the players and the parents and i lay that expectation out of that this is what fun means so it doesn't mean like whacking each other in line when we're waiting for drills it doesn't mean taking five more shots when the coach blows the whistle because we have an hour from the zamboni doors closing to the zamboni doors opening right so let's get after it for an hour and so i tell the parents and the players and i'm very explicit about that's what i expect Right? I expect you, like I expect our high school guys to be out by the um, zambo by the the doors when the zamboni's finishing, just like squirts. You know, squirts are can't wait to get on the ice. And You're right. It, right. The intensity, the passion is there. Right. And I expect our high school guys, and I tell them at the beginning of the year, I expect you to be out here ready for practice because we have an hour. Right. Some high schools get two hours. We get an hour, so we're making the most of our hour. Be yep. ready to go. And, of yep. course, life happens. And sure. So when it doesn't, when they don't, um, I'm better at this than I used to be. Um, that, that's where relationships, you know, and you know that. Sure. You know, from yep. your time in education. Relationships, yep. Matt, that, yep. it's everything. So you have, what's going on? AJC, hey, what's going on? Well, my lace broke. Okay. It's a lot better than jumping down throat later on another kid comes up and goes yeah his his lace broke right before it oh geez i just just all over him and, right, sorry right <laughs> your passion is intense for this game and, and i'm enjoying this conversation this i wish fun. the viewers could see him as he's expressing himself because it is I'm glad I'm not wearing the stripes when he's know. on the bench. I, I'm thinking about lacing some of these skates up and heading out there with him for a little while before he has to go to school. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk for a second about one of our sponsors. Dooley's Pub has been Eau Claire's home for hockey and all sports fans since 2005. Dooley's Pub is a proud booster of University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, and local high schools. It is located on historic Water Street, providing excellent food and service. They are a huge supporter of the breakout sessions, and they also purchased uh, T-shirts for all of their employees, which we also have online. If anybody is interested in uh, buying a breakout sessions T-shirt, we'd greatly appreciate it. Moog? There you go. Yeah, they look great on those folks down there, and uh, we'd appreciate if anybody wanted to reach out and uh, support us. Rich, uh, you know, one of the reasons we invited you on to this podcast is uh, 
last year you were a recipient of a pretty prestigious award in the state of Wisconsin, Jeff Sauer Coaching Award. And um, all I can say is, first of all, congratulations, because obviously you caught the eye of many people and and you're well-respected in the hockey community. Can you uh, share with our listeners a little bit about that award and, and how it was presented? Yeah, so that's a that's an award that um, so Chip Sauer, um, Jeff's son, is involved with um, the West Madison Polar Caps. So the West Madison Polar Caps, had, uh, in the passing of Jeff, um, created an award that that uh, to honor Jeff and and someone who's been um, instrumental in in you know youth hockey and developing it or coaching it or you know just putting work into it, and so. Um, the the um, they they give the award out um, on a yearly basis and uh, so my name got floated out there I guess and and they were um, they uh, uh, honored me last year in in the spring it was it was super humbling um, Jeff was uh, I I didn't know Jeff well I knew you know see him but he was always around and um, his legacy of of what he did, um, you know, from Colorado College to the University of Wisconsin, everybody knows about that. And then um, <clears throat> the stuff he did with, um, you know, the special hockey with, you know, deaf hockey and, and uh, sled hockey, sled hockey too. And, and, I mean, he is just revered and rightfully so. Uh, he just wanted to, like, be involved with hockey and progress hockey and, and what he did with like something like sled hockey and how big that is now. And I think that's a major, you know, um, he was a major part of that. Uh, so, um, they just wanted to honor him for that. And, and rightfully so what, what a great guy it was always cool to see him, um, you know, kind of around the rinks. And it was always a little bit unnerving when you see him walk in the rink when you, you were running a practice. <laughs> he's right. judging me. Yeah, well, I know and, he's and, judging me. Right, right. And, you know, if, 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 you know, if you knew Jeff, you knew he wasn't judging. He course, just loved hockey. Yeah. And he was watching, oh, I like that, or I don't like that. Just like, you know, all of us coaches do. Like yeah. going in and coming up with, watching for ideas. Um, uh, but... But it still is <laughs> intimidating. <laughs> but it was it was great to have him around. So it, it, super super great honor and 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 super humbling. I mean, um, like I didn't like it came out of blue to me. Like I didn't have any idea they were going to happen. And and uh, super honored to have that. Well, congratulations. Very cool. Now that you've reached the pinnacle per se with this award, what does the future hold for you? What are your aspirations or goals? Well, um, I you know I'm I'm enjoying my time coaching at West. Um, you know I'm I'm getting to, you know my education career. How long, much longer I stay in in, in teaching I don't know, um, but I'm going to be doing something. Uh, I you know maybe being on a podcast like this will help. <laughs> get me out there to get some coaching opportunities. Uh, you know, I don't like, I don't know. Um, I really don't know what's kind of going to happen in the next few years, but I, I don't see myself necessarily not being involved some way. Um, there's all different kinds of things going on right now with, um, I mean, avenues of, you know, you talked about Jack getting into the, um, 
academy or I don't know exactly. Sure, sports academy. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Chippewa Falls, things like that. So I don't know. I don't know that I'm I'm looking to do that. Uh, I really do. You know, the the love of working with the kids and developing those relationships and and watching. I think the biggest thing is watching how they can grow from the beginning of the year to the end of the year um, as an individual player as well as in a team is something that really is is so joyful. You know, um, it's really fun to do. Uh, I have a hard time believing I'm not going to be doing something along those lines. So you've coached at the youth level. You've been an assistant as well as a high school head coach. So what do you like most about each of those roles? You, you talk about the start of the year, the end of the year. I can imagine as a youth hockey coach, I mean, as the older the kids get, probably the, the level of improvement probably goes down a little bit. But the young kids, especially the ones that are just getting into hockey, the, I imagine the improvement is just astronomical. Yeah, especially you know, you, you know, I've done everything from the learn to skate right through um, you know high school and some club, college stuff. So um, that's a that's a wide range. Um, but the the learn to skate is really funny because you know, parents come in, especially if they're first time, you know, their kids they don't have any hockey background and. They're like, oh, they don't know how to skate. I don't know about it. Just, I always tell them, like, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bring them out here and then um, come back in two weeks and see the difference, right? And you can watch all the practice you want. I don't care. But I want you to take a mental snapshot of the way they look now and then the way they look in two weeks. And you want to talk about quick growth. And uh, they're like, I can't believe it, right? <laughs> um, so it's like they're you're a miracle worker, but it's not. It's the experience they then and the kids just you know getting after it and they're growing. Um, so I I think uh, you know when you get to the different roles of different things like that. Um, when you're a head coach, you got a lot of responsibilities and other things, and and that's kind of fun because you're driving the bus a little bit. Um, when you're an assistant coach, um, you, you know, you run some of the, you run practice. Sometimes you're not running practice. Sometimes, sometimes you're pushing pucks. That's kind of nice is to just be coaching and not doing other administrative stuff. Right. That's the beauty of being an assistant coach. Yeah. Yeah, you could uh, kind of a little bit less responsibility, can be a little bit more buddy-buddy with the guys. Maybe you can have a better, different relationship than a head coach would. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, my my perception of that has changed over the years. And I, I look back and I think when I first was a head coach, I wish I knew now, knew then what I know now. And we were talking about that before, right? The yes. interview about about as you get older, you get smarter. Um, I look back at this, those, some of those kids, especially when I first started in Verona as the head coach, and I, ah, I wish I could go back and give those guys more of, you know, I was doing the best I could with what I knew at the time. Uh, but I know so much more. And, and so you talk about, I kind of feel, you know, the, there is a little different role from the head coach and the assistant coach, but I used to look at it as a lot different. I I I think it's still a relationship, right? Um, and the only difference is that that ultimately the buck stops at the head coach. 
But ultimately, like, but really, the head coach needs to have. I mean, all coaches. We're all, everybody's in this together. So we're in this room together, and we're trying to be as successful as possible. And like, our role as coaches is to give the players what they need to be successful, and to help them be successful. It's not, you know. It's like how could that, that's it's a servant attitude, right? How can we serve you so you can go out there and do the best? Because, um, as Tony Leibert likes to say, um, you know, the the players can play without a coach. Us coaches can't coach without players. So who's more valuable? Yeah, that's true. You know, we've had um, a few coaches on our podcast in the past, and all of them, I would say have the same passion and you have expressed exactly what other coaches have you know expressed to us and it's good to know as a hockey fan that we've got individuals like you that have this passion to teach these kids and you know for them to have the ability to to work under your direction i hope at some point some of those kids come back and thank you uh and keeping that in mind, you have been with a variety of personalities, whether it's coaches or players. Are there any fun stories you can share with us? Uh, you know, you don't have to name any names, but there's always the jokester on the team or, or the kid that you want to throttle. <laughs> and, you know, something that inspires you to, you know what, I got to tell this story. Anything that comes to mind, Rich? Oh, there are so many of them, and some of them I probably shouldn't tell on your podcast because I know we're a family-centered podcast. <laughs> uh, I have we had this one player here at West, um, just trying to think of something that was that was pretty good. Um, he was a sophomore, and his brother was a senior. Um, so Kyle and Kevin Joswiak, and I can tell them the names um, because this is endearing story um and uh kevin was a goaltender who's a senior and that's kind of part of it he's a goaltender and kyle was a good young defenseman for us and we're on winter break and you know we're we're like we were talking we're about 15 minutes from west high school and uh is where the arena is and um we had a so winter break practice was probably a 3 p.m. midday, 2 p.m. practice, and uh, we get in the locker room and checking out who's here and looking around and all the different things, and uh, and it's getting late, and Kyle's not here. Where's Kyle? And, and uh, no self, people are texting him and nothing, and, and it's snowing. And it's snowing hard, you know, but not enough to cancel practice, but it's good snow what the heck's going on? What the heck's going on? Where's, and then all of a sudden Kevin rolls in and like, Kevin, where's Kyle? Like, I don't know. Like I was over here doing this and about five minutes before practice, Kyle rolls in and he's like the abominable snowman. (laughs) Just Just covered in snow. And he's got his bag his gear, I don't know why his gear wasn't here. I think he went for had some stuff for a skate or going to play pond or whatever. But he had a bag with at least some of his gear, his sticks, and his bicycle. 
Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he almost killed his brother. Like, are you kidding me? I've been calling you. Where were you? You're supposed to pick me up. Mom and dad took the other car. And uh, Kyle, talk about passion, wasn't going to miss practice, got on his bike. And probably took him half an hour, oh. at least, to ride through the snowstorm to get here to practice. With his gear bag. With his gear. With I would, his I gear. would love to have seen that. Oh, you know, yeah. some guy trucking down the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for us, it happened after the Secret Santa stuff that we oh. do. Because we would have been, that would have been great information and fodder for, for the Secret Santa gifts for whoever had both of those guys. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's just, just like, that's... That's the passion of, of wanting to play hockey, right? Yeah. Love that. Brotherly love, taking care of your brother. Oh, yeah. I don't know where he is. I think he was at his girlfriend's house, but I don't want to know. Oh. Kevin, oh, I better get to practice and forgot about his brother. Rich, this has been a, a fun and exciting interview. You know, um, if there was one piece of wisdom that you would want to pass on to a youth hockey player that is progressing through the ranks and you're inevitably going to be coaching them at the high school ranks, what would you want to pass on to that youth player that wants to start on the varsity team? That's a good question. Um, You know, I think one of the things um, I've heard is uh, recently was, you know, like, you write your own story. You write your own book, right? Like, so what, how, like you want to, what are your goals? Like if you have goals and that's what you want to do, what are you going to do? Right? Because it's, because I don't, I don't write the story. I read the pages you write and the pages you write are done. You write them when no one's watching. Are you working doing this? Do you stick handle? Do you shoot pucks? Do you, are you starting to work out if you're starting to get that age, right? And you can do that or you can not do that, but you get out of it what you put in. I like that. Well, that's, that's great advice. Do you ever bring any, uh, any of your past players in to talk to your uh, current and or future players about what it takes to get to whatever level they want to get to? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's a great question. Yeah, actually, we do. We, we, we love it. So um, as we walk, as you look in the rink here, as we walk out and we kind of we have to, to get to the, to the benches, we walk around the end of the rink up. So we walk, like, the benches are on the exact opposite side of the rink from where we are. So we got to walk halfway around the rink. And so inevitably, when we're playing games, we'll see former regents in the stands. And I remember we were playing in a um, championship game of the Culver's Cup, which is the, uh, this was a number of years ago, um, uh, it's the holiday tournament here in Madison. And um, we're in the championship game, and I think it was between the second and third period, and I think it was against Memorial. And the game was tight. I mean, it was like one goal game or tied or whatever. And I saw we saw a couple guys that were uh, a couple former regents and they're around my age and one of them was a state champion and uh on the 82 state championship team or 83 state championship team so i said hey scott like scott and his actually his brother i said hey you guys want to come in and talk to the guys and like it's between the second and third period like when do you want us to talk is it now 
<laughs> and they said, they said, what? They said, don't you have stuff to like, like X's and O's? Go. I said, yeah, we got probably tons of that stuff. But what you sell them about your experience as being a regent is going to be way more important than what we tell them. And they forget in five minutes. Right. <laughs> so we brought them in and, you know, as as the story has it, we went on to win the game and, and, and it's a Hollywood ending, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we do that all the time. Anytime we see former regents out there, um, Hey, come on in between periods now. And they're always like now, yes, now, or before the game and tell us, you know, give them just a couple minutes of what did it mean to you to play on this team? It's it, that for us is about wanting it to be like, you know, about the crown on the front, right? It's more, it's, it's bigger than you, right? This, this whole program's been here before you. It's going to be here after you. It's bigger than you. You're playing for you and the people in the room, but you're also playing for the people who've played here before and for the people who played after you. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in your locker room, and I'm looking at the practice jerseys, and those crowns are pretty cool-looking, kind of retro Los Angeles Kings-looking, actually. Yeah, it does from, look like you know, that. Yeah. It, uh, uh, I would be proud to wear a uniform like that. That's for certain. Yeah, it's a you know it's a unique nickname, the Regents, right? I don't know of any other school that's um, you know that is named the Regents. So we take a lot of pride in that. And so yeah, the King of the Jungle is kind of the um, lion. Uh, Reggie the Regent is kind of the logo, and then it's got a crown on the lion's head. So we take the crown and put it on the chest. That's been there since oh I don't know. 30, 40 years. Long time. Rich, this has been fantastic. We appreciate your time. And one of these times, we're going to have to go YouTube live so the the listeners can look at the passion, especially yeah. what this guy had during. I, I think this is one of the, the biggest passional face-looking individuals we've had on this on this podcast. It's it's intense. So, <laughs> folks, when you're listening to this, just imagine a really passionate person just bearing down um, on the edge of his seat. Uh, he's his his feet are tapping and his knees are bouncing. He's you can just tell this guy's wired. He's kidding a candy re- store. He, he's ready to go. He's talking <laughs> hockey, man. This is what he loves. That's great. Yeah, it's been a great time. I appreciate this. I, we could sit and talk for hours, right? I mean, I don't know how you guys do it. Like you guys probably like you have like could go on and on and on. I know I listened to some of your podcasts like you probably have a hard time cutting it off with some of those guys. They, they, you could sit and talk hockey all afternoon, have a coffee, and let's go. There you go. We, we, we have a number of them that we're already looking at part two. So <laughs> yes. it'll be interesting. <laughs> For certain. All right, Rich, thank you very much. Listeners, don't go away. All right, folks, we are back with our special guest today. His name is Quinn Smith, and he's a player for the Madison West High School Hockey Program. So welcome to the podcast today, Quinn. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you. What year are you in school and how your team's doing, that kind of stuff? Um, I'm a freshman at uh, Madison West High School. Um, uh, high school hockey's a great experience. Uh, I'm loving it so far and playing team Wisconsin hockey and we're having, we had a great, uh, fall season. So getting ready to get back together and hopefully do something in the spring. All right. Sounds good. So 
Last year you were a Bantam, so this is your first experience at varsity, and you're a, uh, as a yes. freshman. Is that a pretty big step up from Bantam hockey to varsity hockey? Um, it took me a little while uh, to adjust, but I think I'm getting used to high school hockey now, and it's definitely a little harder than Bantam uh, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, you know playing guys older and bigger and stronger and faster than you. So it takes a while to get used to that. Sure. So. How are you doing as a, as an individual this year? Um, I've had a, a pretty good start to the season. Um, slow one for the first few games, but I, I've picked it up. Okay, my understanding is, and I, I, I know you're being humble about this, but my understanding is you're the leading scorer for your team. Yes. Wow, that's yeah. that's amazing for a freshman. So Thank you. tell us about the composition of your team. Are you... Do you have a lot of juniors and seniors, or is it mostly freshmen and sophomores? What does it look like? Yeah, we have um, a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So we have four seniors this year and three next year. So we're really, really young, and um, we have a great future ahead. Oh, absolutely. And our, I imagine most of your freshmen and sophomores are getting some pretty significant varsity playing time. So yeah. they're battle-tested right now. So boy. yeah. Well, I can't imagine what you guys are going to look like in two years. Yeah, That's, hopefully we can uh, all develop and be, be a great team. Yeah, well, you know what? As part of that team, you know, you have to show some leadership and make sure your buddies are carrying their end of the weight too, right? So make sure everybody's yeah. shooting and working out and, you know, thinking hockey, right, all the time? Yeah. All right. I think we have a – we all, all the guys out there, we want to get better every day, which is awesome. Yeah, that is great. That's it's the only way you get better is to keep working at it, right? It doesn't just yeah. happen by magic. Okay, so what position are you on your team, Quinn? Um, I play center for West. Okay, are you also part of your power play and penalty kill, or? Yeah, um, I'll penalty kill, and uh, I move around on the power play. I think we we switch it up a few times, so I'll play bumper sometimes or one of the flanker spots. Okay. On the power play, yeah. All right, so you got a good one-timer, I'm hoping? <laughs> yeah, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when they hit it to the right spot, right, and you get yeah, it right off your yeah. toe and when just I, have at I it. don't lift, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> All right, so the season, I imagine, you're playing against 17, 18-year-old guys. It's probably a little yeah. bit of a struggle for you, but you're looking forward to down the road being a little bit, a uh, little more yeah. competitive in the, in the team? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So I know you're a freshman, and I don't expect that you have your whole life mapped out in front of you yet, but uh, what are you thinking about for the future? Um, I think, you know, college hockey's the dream. Uh, that would be awesome. And, you know, I think I the path is uh, ideally the USHL, but, you know, see where that takes me. But that's def- definitely the route I want to go. Okay, anybody in particular you want to play for in the USHL or for college? Um, I think for college, uh, number one would definitely have to be uh, Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> but USHL <clears throat> juniors, I'll play wherever I can. Absolutely. So would the would the NAHL be an option for you at least out of the gate? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Don't. You know, we talked to a guy named Bill McCaution the other day. He's yeah. the, the owner of the Janesville Jets. And yeah. he told us about a number of his kids that started out in the Nall and went up to the USHL and ended up getting D1 scholarships. So yeah. that's definitely. Well, even, a, 
the Nall's a great league too. So yeah, there's, there's no shame in playing in there. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, well, we're gonna finish up here, Quinn. Anybody that you want to give a shout out to? Any of your any of your playing buddies? Any of your coaches? <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's that's okay. You don't want to miss anybody. I bet so the the list yeah. is so long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about a shout out to your parents? Have they been pretty supportive to you through your hockey journey? Of course. Yeah. My mom and my dad have been awesome. Uh, of course, my dad's coached me for a while, and he's really pushed me all the time to get better. And I might not like it sometimes, but he wants the best for me. <laughs> and he's a little he's a little harder on me sometimes than anybody else when he's coaching me. So sure, but you think you you expect that, don't you? Yeah. How, how about yeah. the ride home from practice? Is that pretty interesting in game sometimes? <laughs> you know that's. Uh, sometimes, sometimes when, uh, I'm not, he knows I'm not giving it everything. Those car rides can get long. I bet dad, dad, we've been going around the house here for about an hour now. It's time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Quinn, thank you so much for joining us today. This is great. We wish you nothing but success for you and your Madison West team and, and definitely into your future. And I also want to say a huge thank you to our audience. I'd like to thank our Special guest Rick Rich Smith and our featured guest, oh, excuse me, our featured guest Rich Smith and our special guest Quinn Smith. Special thank you to our sponsors, Dooley's Pub and Riverside Bike and Skate. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Please visit our website at thebreakoutsessions.com. Anything else you want to say before we sign off here, Quinn? Ah, uh, no. Thank you for having me. Okay, absolutely. Good luck to you, buddy. And folks, until our next episode, stay on your inside edges. Good job, bro.